Welcome to the Scariest Things Podcast, your gateway to the trends and tropes of the horror genre. Today, live from the green room at the Hollywood Theater for the H.P. Lovecraft Film Festival. And I have a supreme treat today as I am joined with um, the esteemed writer and longtime partner of Stuart Gordon, who created some of the most iconic and much-beloved Lovecraftian classics, Reanimator, From Beyond, Castle Freak, Dagon, and now Suitable Flesh, Dennis Paoli. Dennis, thank you for joining me today. Uh, my pleasure. Great to be here. Yes. Um, so this is it. Suitable Flesh is a is a film that has been long in production. No, not long in production, but long in gestation. Yeah, uh, it was a script. The script is uh, is decades old, a couple mm -hmm. decades. It's about twenty years old. Right. Uh, Stuart uh, ID'd the story. He was working uh, in the nineties on uh, Castle Freak and then Dagon, and uh, ID'd the story as probably the next one we wanted to do. Mm -hmm. And you know, threw the idea at me, and I developed an outline, he liked it, and I was working on the script while he was working on the other films. And uh, once the script, we, once we had a script that we liked, uh, Stuart was going to, uh, Stuart did indeed function as producer uh, and was going to direct. And we had it, uh, uh, went around the industry, it was uh, enjoyed by a number of uh, uh, producers of uh, of note, uh, it was optioned, uh, and there was a minor rewrite done for that option, and it was moved around, and they ultimately passed on it. Just too it, sexy. It went, uh, <laughs> at, you know, uh, who, you know what is too sexy? What sexy what is? Whom, I right? don't. I you know Stuart and I never understood that. Uh, it was, yeah, it was uh, I, the next. It was about three or four years until it was optioned again. Uh, we tweaked it, uh, and it was still too sexy, uh, and it didn't get done again. Uh, then it sat for uh, probably about another five years before it was optioned yet again, and yet again it was not made. Uh, so, and we did get, we kept getting the same feedback. Uh, there's too much sex in it. Oh, it focuses too, it's too much, the focus is too much on the sex, uh, et cetera. Uh, and uh, again, uh, it, Stuart and I, we, we didn't understand the meaning of that sentence. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, what, well, too much what? Uh, <laughs> and if you. Too uh, much of a good thing. If, if you, <laughs> a great thing. And it, uh, and and we did tweak it uh, to at least try to contextualize the sexuality of it. Uh, Lovecraft is not overtly sexual right. in his writing, uh, but it is certainly the the most powerful subtext mm -hmm. in some of his most famous work. Yes, I mean if you think about Innsmouth, if you think about Arthur German, if you think about uh, a number of his works, it's about you know what's the lineage here. Does it go back to some, uh, you know, someone had uh, sex on a reef with a thing, and, uh, you know, a number right. of generations ago, and right. it is manifesting again yeah. in the psychology of your narrator. Yeah. Uh, it, someone had a, a fling with a, a beast in, 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 a, well, in some South uh, 
you know, in some South Asian jungle. Yep. And, uh, you know, well, you know, what does that mean about my, uh, you know, my background? You know, my, you know, do I really want to do 23 and me? Do I really want to get on Ancestors? Is, it gonna, is that going to show up? You know, yeah. you know, oh, you know, I'm, uh, you know, I'm 85% uh, Northern European and I'm 15% white gorilla. <laughs> you know, so, uh, you know, it's uh, kind, you know, it's, it's, it's there in Lovecraft almost mm -hmm. yeah. everywhere. Right. Uh, and it's uh, certainly there mm -hmm. in The Thing on the Doorstep. Right. Where uh, it's, uh, it's in, which has one of uh, Lovecraft's few major female characters, right. Ozanath Waite, mm -hmm. uh, Except is she? Right. You know, yeah. Well, we get you know, how how female actually is. Uh, you know, is you know, it does. You know, what counts as female? Right. You know, is it? You know, is it? You know, and, is and it? But you, you know, your is it your body? Is yeah. it your yeah, for point of sexuality? reference? Here, you know, uh, the the thing at the doorstep and suitable flesh mm -hmm. is a body swapping yeah. possession. No. And yeah. so uh, there are uh, female characters who inhabit male characters and vice versa. Mm -hmm. and so well, that and, really and, and, and it gets to the point where you're not sure if that was a female character right. inhabiting that male body or a male character inhabiting that female. And it, you, it, 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 it's a rabbit hole that you end up... Uh, Going down with the major characters until you reach that, until you go down the 5,000 steps and you yeah. reach that uh, horrific uh, underworld uh, of Lovecraftian mythology right. where it's impossible to tell who or what. It's an ancient being right. but, and that, that has been passed generationally yeah. through mm -hmm. to the point where the, uh, the Asenath. Or is, that, is it is it Ephraim in this case? It's or like there's Ephraim Wade. There's it's even goes back yeah. Yeah, before Ephraim. It's it's some Ephraim Wade. It's some uh, Eldritch to yeah. use a, a Lovecraftian Very term. Yeah. Some Eldritch mm -hmm. uh, identity that's been uh, ma manifesting itself through centuries. Right. Uh, you know. Uh, on the other hand, it's an absolutely contemporary story. Yes, and, you know, and, and which means you can bring it through Lovecraft's time to our time, uh, and, and still be faithful to the Lovecraft to Lovecraft's central idea, uh, which we always try to do. Right. Uh, it's it's what we try to do when we take Lovecraft. We try to make him contemporary because so many of his ideas, so many of his tropes, were prescient. Of contemporary times, yeah, the 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 whole notion of he him, yeah, you know, right, all, the, all that, he right him now. her, you know, you know, <laughs> what's your what's your pronoun? <laughs> well, I got a few, you know, I got a couple, you know, I got you know, and and that you know, and notice that that is an issue that mm -hmm. uh, that Lovecraft was also prescient about because yep. he was so insecure in his own identity. Yes, uh, uh, very, yeah, the the also. Sort of a mama's boy, and a mm -hmm. and and a recluse, mm -hmm. and you just and his, even his marriage was really strained. Well, there's a line in the uh, there's a line in the story where for a while Ozanov disappears, mm -hmm. and he says, "I hope you know that she's gone to the Midwest." But there's a line in the story that's 
something like, I hope she's gone to the Midwest and that I never see her again or that we get divorced, etc. Mm-hmm. Which is essentially what happened with his wife. She right. moved to uh, Cleveland you know, mm-hmm. while Lovecraft was, I believe he was still in New York, mm-hmm. and she moved to Cleveland. Uh, although they they remain they remained friends mm-hmm. their entire lives. They were, yeah. you know, uh, but you know he, it was almost like a, a relief for him to not have to have a sexual relationship, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, because it was so corrosive mm-hmm. to his identity, uh, you know, it was uh, uh, it. it Lovecraft's insecurities are uh, so deep that they reach our insecurities wherever they are. Right. He uh, was a curious cat of the first order. But he was willing to, he was willing to be transparent about it mm-hmm. uh, in, in his work. It, it, of course, it's always displaced on a nameless narrator, or mm-hmm. it's always displaced on a, uh, you know, on a, Crawford Tillinghast mm-hmm. or, uh, you know, an Ephraim Waite. Mm-hmm. But, it's, uh, but it's, it's clear that, you know, it, it's so powerfully presented that you know it's Lovecraft. Yeah. You, you know that he's uh, working through his own issues mm-hmm. in his, in his it, it, it's cosmic horror, yeah. but he's working through individual psychological issues. I definitely want to get back to more stuff about your interpretations of HP and how you, how you convert that dense writing into something that's very approachable and fun and that's that 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 you've you've made such a big marker on the horror genre that millions of fans love thank you um but i i, I think it would we want to let people know about the suitable flesh it's directed by joe lynch mm-hmm. uh who you may know from wrong turn 2 and one of my favorite movies recently mayhem I'm a I'm a big Stephen Yun fan. Oh, so. well, great, of course. And you know, uh, and and I want to give a, a shout out here to Joe. Um, I didn't know Joe before we started this process. But I, I worked the script through uh, after it had be, been um, uh, turned down three or four times, uh, as I described before uh, during the pandemic when I got together with. Uh, uh, Barbara Crampton and mm-hmm. some some old friends uh, for memorials for the the recently passed Stuart uh, Gordon. We miss him. Uh, it was uh, she. We reconnected, and she contacted me during the pandemic and said, "Do you have any scripts lying around?" And I said, "I got this one that you know, that Stuart was trying to get made, and you know, let, what do you you know, what do you think?" She said, "Oh, sure, show it to me." So I sent it to her. She loved it. Uh, she showed it. She uh, Got Joe connected. Uh, Joe loved it. Uh, Joe had some real ideas about it, and as we were able to uh, to work Joe's ideas in, uh, I got to know Joe a little more. Mm-hmm. Uh, Joe had known Stuart. Joe mm-hmm. was one of those. Stuart was very friendly to young directors. Mm-hmm. It's not always the case in Hollywood mm-hmm. that. Uh, Directors are friendly to each other. I, I mean, had a wonderful opportunity, actually, to to in, do an interview with Mick Garris. Oh, yeah, we love Mick. And Mick, you know, his Masters of Horror mm-hmm. brought a lot of the Los Angeles-based horror directors together, Masters of Horror and all of that. And I, and that was, you know, I, I think you, you just, you, you see these pictures of there was a community. Yeah. And I think, I think yeah. horror directors, particularly independent horror directors, you don't have that weird competitive 
thing that mm -hmm. you see in big Hollywood mm -hmm. as much. And I think that's something that really defines our community. I think it's absolutely true. And, and from, you know, from decades now of going to uh, events like the Lovecraft Film Festival, where we are, where we are today, uh, or uh, you know some of the European uh, horror and fantasy film festivals, etc. You meet a bunch of these people, yes. and they're you know they're just friendly as can be. Yeah, and you know Peter Jackson was you know it reminded me a lot of Stewart. Mm -hmm. You know, sort yeah. of a round, friendly guy. Yeah. You know, uh, you know, uh, the, you know wants to have wants to have a good time. Let's have a beer, and yep. you know it. You know. And Dario Argento, you know, is sort of oh, this yeah. uh, happy puppet of yep. a man. And you know? Guillermo. You know, yeah, you know, they're just, uh, you know, they're all just sort of open and funny and, uh, you know. Mm -hmm. And and I know, you know, you know, Stuart was, a, you know, a wonderful family man. You mm -hmm. should, his memoir just came out. You, okay. should, you should look up his memoir on, I believe it's Fab Press from mm -hmm. England. And uh, and and if you get a chance, you know, purchase and read it. Yeah. Uh, he's just a, 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 a it's a love. It's the central story of Stewart's memoir is a love story with his wife, with Carolyn Purdy Gordon, mm -hmm. to whom he does terrible things in his movies. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and yet they had this loving relationship. Along, I was there from the beginning mm -hmm. of it. But we were in college roommates. Yeah. And, uh, you know, and I just saw Carolyn this last summer. Mm -hmm. It's, uh, you know, it's a wonderful story. Right. Uh, and it's also the story of all his films and the, and the terrific theater he made in Chicago and L.A. after his uh, movie career. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it, you know, Stewart needs to be remembered not just for the great film director he mm -hmm. was, but for the great theater director he was, not just for the great director mm -hmm. he was, but for the great man he was, and not just for the great man he was, but for the great friend he was. He yeah. was my best friend for a long time. Oh, and it, he, he is a, a treasure in the, yeah. in, in the horror community, yeah. and certainly we, we, we miss him very much. Um, the, so you met with Barbara, yeah. and then... And you assembled. Well, we zoomed. We met. Okay. We, it was the okay. pandemic. We right. zo we zoomed a lot. Yeah. But yeah, but you've got you've got long history with Barbara yeah. because she was in Reanimator sure. from Beyond and yeah. you know all the all these yeah. other uh, terrific yeah. properties. Um, but you also managed to la to to get Heather Graham. Yeah. Judah well, Lewis. I I didn't manage that. Joe or, Joe managed. But the it. film the film did. I mean, it's it is and a, it's a, a it's a terrific cast. They yeah. are wonderful. Yeah. You know, Heather's, you know, are, are the star, and she carries the film. But watch Barbara's performance. Barbara is the, to, to, does a terrific job. She in this is film. on top of her game right now. I don't know if you've seen Jacob's, Jacob's no, Wife. No, Jacob's Wife. Uh, no, she is great in that. Great, yeah. and, and, if, and, you know, yeah. the big comeback with yeah. your next. Yeah. And the fact that she's producing Producing. Now. She's a... She's, Almost as good a producer as she is an actor because she's a terrific actor. Yes, she and is. And I got to give a shout out to Judah. Nobody plays more people in this film yes. than Judah Lewis does, yeah. and it's a bravura performance. He's 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 a star. You were saying something yesterday in the Q uh, Q and A after the after the show that really kind of pricked my interest. I, that you know that there are some that because the actors have to represent. They're beginning possessed by other people. Were, were there little little tips or or, or, or tells? You know, there was, the, there was the finger the finger joint mm -hmm. action that that would say mm -hmm. that, that a possession was taking yeah, place. Yeah, a but slight bodily deformity. Yeah. Uh, we we 
we wanted to put in there mm -hmm. because the character has had a, a stroke. Yeah. They, and the mentality, you know, the stroke is in your mind, but it affects your body. Right. So the character has had a stroke, so there is this uh, slight uh, uh, physical deformity. Yeah. But the physical deformity is also symbolic of right. the mental deformity, yeah. of the deformity of the mm -hmm. mentality that's been... Uh, that's been malevolently mm -hmm. taking over yeah. uh, others for, for centuries. But both Heather and Judah are so much fun to watch their transitions yeah. of, because uh, the, 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 the persona swaps and one occupies the other. Mm -hmm. And did, they, did, did the two of them uh, rehearse much together to try and pick up traits from each other? Yeah, you know, of course, I don't know. I'm, I'm just the writer. I'm the first person off the, the writer. The writer is the first person off the project. <laughs> you know, you, they, you mm -hmm. know, when you're writing it, it's like, oh, Dennis, we love your work. Oh, Dennis, you know, can mm -hmm. you show us a few pages? Oh, Dennis, you know, could you send us a draft? Oh, Dennis, you know, mm -hmm. oh, it's, this is great. This mm -hmm. is great. Could you just make, could you, here's, this is great. We love your work. Here's 50 notes. Uh, you know, could you make the changes and send them to us as possible? Oh, you know, how's it going? It's, it's great. Oh, we love your work. We love your work. And then they green light it, and you don't hear again. You don't hear anything from them again mm -hmm. until you're promoting the film. Oh, it's done. You know, it's uh, you know, want to promote. <laughs> okay. uh, so I'm never on the set. So but I don't were there, know. Were there but any writing elements that you put into the characters so that so that that would help us connect? Because physically, they do a fantastic job of. You know the 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 face acting and the body language sure. and all that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. But were there some things within the dialogue that you were aware aware of? Yeah, there's a couple of uh, just a couple mm -hmm. of uh, you know uh, words that uh, you know connect the characters along the way, like stricken. Mm -hmm. You know, have I been stricken? Mm -hmm. uh, I was I stricken, mm -hmm. uh, which is kind of an old-fashioned term for mm -hmm. stroke, right? Uh, and uh, or be being struck, sure, uh, and uh, being seized. You know, this was a seizure. Well, that's actually a pun. You know, there's the seizure. There's the you know there's the seizure, which right. is a physical manifestation right. of being seized by a possession. Another possession. There you go. So yeah, there's a couple of there's a couple of. Uh, uh, Linguistic cues in there, but the fact is, uh, this question was asked uh, at uh, the screening at the uh, Tribeca Film Festival, okay. and uh, Judah and Heather said, "Yeah, they work together." Did you this. manage to get them out there before the SAG? Uh, yeah, they got out there before the SAG. I couldn't go up on stage with them because I was on strike. I was in the Writers Guild. Was on strike. Congratulations, so can, by the way, on actually you. coming to a settlement. I hope. Thank you. I hope. I hope you are. You feel good about the way it was. I resolved. feel great about it. It mm -hmm. was, uh, you know, I know. I not only feel great about the settlement. I feel great about the strike. Mm -hmm. It was, you know, we, when, you know, I would go out. You know, we. I'm based in New York, so mm -hmm. I would go. There was plenty of uh, picketing in New York, mm -hmm. and I was picketing once or twice a week. And you know, writers sit alone by themselves mm -hmm. most of the time. And even though it's a, even though filmmaking is a, uh, and you know the. Episodic streaming is a collab totally collaborative mm -hmm. business. It's you know when you're the writer, you you spend a lot of time alone, yeah. and uh, 
it was great to get out there with other writers, but mm -hmm. not when we picketed, it wasn't only just other writers. It was the actors came out. SAG-AFTRA mm -hmm. came out and supported us from the beginning. Yep. And when I get back to New York, I'm going out and I'm supporting their picket line. Yeah. It, they, were, they were terrific. Not only them, but IATSE. IATSE, the yep. crews yep. came out and supported us. Not only them, the Teamsters refused to cross the picket line. It was yep. remarkable. Uh, not only them, Equity came out and supported us. Mm -hmm. They're not in the business. <laughs> It was it was so supportive. Yeah. It was you know the creatives came out mm -hmm. and supported each other mm -hmm. in, like we haven't had a chance to in a long time. Right. So not only is filmmaking a collaborative business, our you know our uh, our labor actions were also as collaborative as the filmmaking is, and mm -hmm. I think that will carry over once the strike is over for everybody. I yeah. think that will carry over into the business, and there will be a an almost new mm -hmm. uh, understanding of how we're connected in this business. Well, there, there's such a sea change of of, of the way that technology is right. affecting uh, right. both the the production of film and and you know the, with AI generated uh, you mm -hmm. know the uh, word processing. Yeah, essentially. that's well. AI <laughs> is a big. It's not just a big issue for writers. It's a yeah. big issue for actors. Yes. They're having. They're having their. Uh, physical identity right. uh, captured yeah. and used over and over and yeah. over again, which is very much like the theme of suitable flesh. <laughs> uh, you know, the capture of identity yeah, that's right. and, and translating it into mm -hmm. multiple different characters. It's, yeah. you know, without, without leaving the actor whose image it is powerless. Mm -hmm. yeah. uh, it's, you know, it, it's almost a, a, a more visceral image mm -hmm. for them than it yeah. was for us. Well, visceral uh, uh, issue for them than it was I, for I us. I think particularly the most vulnerable being the extras and the stunt people. Right. Because they're the ones who, that they, it's like, we're just going to take your likeness and we're going to replicate you in the background uh, and we're not going to pay you for any of this stuff. You know, I'm, I'm from New York and, you know, the, the actors there don't have quite as much work as there is in, in L.A. And, uh, you know, a lot of actors there keep their insurance by doing a commercial and then doing extra work until they have accrued enough right. hours to get their uh, insurance for the year, and you know, this is this is just a serious yeah. life issue. Everybody for thinks so that much of them. you know they they think of your Tom Cruises and your yeah. you know that that your your yeah, big sure. time your millionaire actors and mm. and I, you know ninety percent of the actors are working. Yeah. You know, you know they're, they're, they've got the extra shift at the diner to keep themselves right. going. So and that's the, you know, and the strike was also our, our strike in the the WJ, the Writers mm -hmm. Guild. Our strike was because we want to make sure that writing can be a middle class profession. Mm -hmm. You know, other because it was breaking down as so much of our economy breaks down now between the millionaires and the struggling, you know, between the 1% mm -hmm. and the struggling 99%. Yep. And, uh, you know, we're, we don't begrudge the 1%, the, the big paydays they have from the screenwriting that they do. I know some of those guys and, and, and women, and they're very, very talented writers and deserve what they get. Uh, but, you know, the fact is, uh, there's a lot of work done, especially on streaming episodics. Yeah. There's a lot of work done yeah. by uh, very talented writers who really who, whose work is not being uh, uh, rewarded yeah. to the extent that it deserves. Hopefully, hopefully, an improvement 
Oh original. yes, the current the the current agreed upon contract, uh, and and you know let's let's give it let's let's give it up for the producers for the AMPTP. Mm-hmm. They came through when they needed to come through. They understood when they needed to understand. Mm-hmm. And let's work together now. Yep. They didn't you know? like the, they didn't light the house on fire. Yeah, no, let's un, let's you know, I I've always loved I've you know, I, I haven't worked for most of those guys, you know, I didn't work particularly for Bob Iger or right. any of the major execs. Right. Uh, but I, you know, I've always the producers I have worked with, you know, Brian Usna and Barbara yep. and Stuart when he produced, mm-hmm. you know, uh, they've been and and to give him his due back in the day, Charlie Band, mm-hmm. uh, Charlie and Albert Band, uh, you know, you know, uh, they they made movies, yep. you know, and they they appreciated our work, yeah. and uh, I'm I'm happy and I'm proud to have worked with them. So I don't, yeah. you know, I don't want it to be adversarial where it doesn't need to be adversarial. Mm-hmm. Let's get together. Let's make movies. Yeah. So, uh, speaking of, so let's loop, looping back because I know we you, you might have. Uh, I got to go in a little bit. So um, one thing I wanted to pick your brain on is the your translation of Lovecraft's dense language, and because there is a very few people, it's like th- that is a that is a, a uh, you know the the scripts and the dialogues that he mm-hmm. that, that he wrote are unmistakable. Right. Um, and and they're of a period, right. um, and and very much so. And and your job in in bringing to bringing up something like Reanimator, or Castle Freak, or you know some of these the, bring, bringing it back to our our twentieth and twenty first century mm-hmm. uh, ears. Mm-hmm. You know, I think you've made it fun, and you and and similar to what you were you were also talking about before about the the the, the quiet stuff out loud. Now you right. you know you can make you know you can there was always the the gore and the and the and the ickiness was always there was dread and there was and squamous and bilious you know you got all yeah. these all these fantastic words which which were which are effective on the page but your ability to try and interpret that for the for the screen how did you what was your approach when you first started doing well to begin with uh, I've uh, I was my day job for my you know for great deal of my life was to be an academic. Mm-hmm. I was, uh, I ran writing programs at uh, Hunter College of the City University of New York, and for 15 years I taught gothic fiction. Oh, okay. So, uh, you know, I know, uh, you know, all the, the, the great uh, gothic works, and while I'd never got, my class never got to the 20th century, mm-hmm. because we actually started with the ghost scenes from Hamlet, okay. uh, and we worked our way through uh, the 18th, the great gothics Shelley. of the age, yeah, the great gothics of the 18th and 19th century, uh, up to Henry James and mm-hmm. uh, and Dracula, and mm-hmm. uh, Bram Stoker's Dracula, and uh, so we never got to, to Lovecraft, but we would talk about it. People would say, "Oh, mm-hmm. what should I read?" You know, after, and I would say, "Read Lovecraft. He's yeah. he's the he is one of the great stylists." Mm-hmm of the English language. He is one of the great impressionists mm-hmm. of uh, 20th century American literature. And by impressionists, I mean from his writing, it creates an impression that you finish in your mind. Yep. He's always leaving it for yep. you to finish. And he's pushing you in a certain direction with his language. He is a master stylist. Yes. Okay, so pretty much... You have to translate that into something visual. 
Films mm-hmm. have to tell their story visually. Yes, I can you know, steal dialogue or I can adapt dialogue mm-hmm. from Lovecraft. Uh, although, you know, if you read a lot of Lovecraft, there's some stories, some of his most important stories, where there's not a lot of dialogue. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, or the dialogue is... Uh, or it's an internal monologue. It's an internal monologue or the dialogue is... Uh, overpowered by a single voice. Right. And when you're writing screenplays, there has to be drama. There's, there's characters mm-hmm. uh, relating to each other. There's conflict mm-hmm. and, uh, uh, you know, character building. And that's not what, that's not how Lovecraft works. So you have to, you know, translate it, but you especially have to translate it to something visual. Mm-hmm. And uh, Stuart and I decided very mm-hmm. early on that we would translate the impressionist, the impressionistic into the expressionistic. Yes. Because film, you know, especially horror film, going all the way back to The Silence, to Nosferatu and yes. uh, Murnau's Nosferatu and The Cabinet of Dr. Caligari, that's German expressionism. Mm-hmm. That's expressionistic uh, filmmaking uh, at its at, the, at an early peak, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, we always loved that stuff, and we loved the the Todd Browning's Dracula, and we loved uh, mm-hmm. you know the the work of the Hammer films. We loved yes. the Hammer films, the Christopher Lee Dracula films, yeah, or the uh, uh, the Corman. Uh, yeah, Corman. Oh, yeah, the, the great Corman stuff. The IP. The, and uh, you know, so I mean, we would cut school to go see. It. <laughs> you know, shame. We, no, 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 no shame in it. No shame in it. It was it was as important a lesson as the lesson I was getting. Yeah. You know, I I love school, but you know, I love yeah. I love my horror films. Yeah. Well, and you you did the right thing. Yeah. So you know, so we always want we we turned to making it expressionistic. If you look at if you look at Stewart's work, if you look at the imagery on the screen. Uh, you know, Stuart was a. There's, they're banging, they're banging down the door. Uh, there was uh, uh, Stuart when I met him was a uh, an art student, mm-hmm. and if you look at his frames as uh, as artworks, uh, you'll see you'll see you'll see that work. Mm-hmm. You'll see that expressionistic. Yeah. Uh, uh, and well, in Lovecraft's work, the the. Some of the things that I've really liked of recent vintage is the H.P. Lovecraft Film Society's, yeah. uh, you know, Call of Cthulhu, and then we did, um, oh, what was the other one that was, uh, it had the Mego, um, the fungi, and then there was the... the <laughs> they all yeah, there's that, know, but, yeah. but there was But they've done, they, they do these black and white silent, silent interpretations, oh, yeah, yeah, and yeah. they're quite lovely, and, yeah. and they are homages to your Nosferatus and right. things like that. Right. You, because you actually, can do that. That's a direction to go in. Right, and it, well, it's, it's also, uh, if you want to do a period piece, 1920s period piece from when mm-hmm. Lovecraft was writing, it's a direct homage to that. So, but if you read Stewart's uh, memoir, his autobiography, he gives me credit, mm-hmm. and it, indeed this was the case, for saying we need to update when we were doing Reanimator. We need to update this. Mm-hmm. You know, it needs to be contemporary. There's no problem contemporizing uh, Lovecraft. He was prescient in his understanding of science. Mm-hmm. His understanding of science, it would be absolutely current today. Yeah. His his understanding of the insecurity of identity is actually out there in politics mm-hmm. today. Right. I mean, his he was he was because he was tapping his inner uh, his inner identity so uh, extremely to create his vision on the page that it is absolutely uh, 
authentic mm -hmm. in relation to uh, adapting Lovecraft for us to put it on uh, in a contemporary mode on the screen. Yeah. And it and you know it it worked mm -hmm. in 1984 when we were doing Reanimator. It worked last year when they were shooting Suitable Flesh. Yes, I and I would say you know i'm giving this a high recommendation for all of our listeners to go out i it really feels like this has been a baton that was handed from from the lovecraftian stories from the 20s to the stuart or the films from the night from his empire films from the 80s to now it feels like it that that there is a uh that that it's it's the it's the pa passing the torch, the handing of the baton. It, it feels like it, that that there's still more. There's, there's 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 still places to go. Do you have anything coming up that that we might be able to look forward to? Not that I can talk about. Okay, but but there's <laughs> but but that's there's no. Some I mean, I just I just came out of the strike, and I've got, yeah. I've got a couple of uh, outlines out there uh, with. Uh, with people, mm -hmm. uh, you know, you know, watch the skies. Mm -hmm. uh, this this could happen, yep. uh, you know. And just as a teaser, and it is at this point just a teaser. Notice that suitable flash ends in such a way that that story yes. could go on. Yes, please, because you know it's a bit ambiguous. Yeah, love just a. It's unambiguous. It's. Uh, well, no, but there's, but there, there's, yeah, no, there's, it is. It, it, it's not. It's not. Let's put it this way. It's not just ambiguous. It's also suggestive. Yes. So, uh, you know, we're, we're you want more from the characters. I can say that much. Okay. Okay, uh, fans. It's uh, you know, uh, one. I feel just fortunate, and I want to thank Stuart because without Stuart, I would. Uh, and fans of our work, and I always include mm -hmm. Stuart, and has been including in Suitable Flesh. He was. Uh, a progenitor yeah. of this project. Uh, I want to thank you all for yeah. your uh, years of uh, appreciation, and uh, we'll keep doing our best. Yeah. And by our, I'm talking about Joe and Barbara. Yeah. Uh, we'll keep doing our best to uh, to to ha to create content, as we're calling it now, yeah. to create content that that uh, you can that pleases. Well, so have Dennis, fun, yeah, Dennis. Everybody. It was a real treat to have you on. Thank you. It was a pleasure. And I would like to close with my favorite quote, and I hope that you wrote this. I know HP didn't, but Cat did. Details later. Yeah, that was me. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Okay. Okay, everybody, have fun. <laughs>